This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was Sir Paul. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I am Adam Lustig. It is episode 312, and folks, you may have noticed we missed a week last week. We did. We missed a week. Yeah, we skipped one. Yeah. Things got a little crazy. I guess I was sick again. That happens every once in a while. But do we have a cold, maybe? Was that what it was? <laughs> there was cold in the air. Then folks yeah. came into town. That's and folks right. come into town, they deserve um, and have earned the priority status. And Correct. I think that it was just a collision of cold meets parents. Cold meets parents equals we skipped a week. But That's we're right. happy to simple be math. back. Yeah, but you know what? Math. You know what? When someone skips a week and we just put out a semi-cryptic tweet saying, uh, this episode is going to be a little late. Please be patient. <laughs> yeah. And it just never came out. And we recognize and acknowledge that we didn't follow up. Yeah, didn't follow <laughs> we up. We didn't, didn't send a you- second tweet saying, hey, no episode this week. We are fine. It's just didn't close the loop there. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'd but like to acknowledge fine. that. Thank you for your concern. Yeah, exactly. We're okay. Yes. It's just yeah. that my parents are in town. <laughs> and Adam had a bit of a cold. And, and that a will bit of derail a, a podcast. That's right. Exactly. Adam, we are recording this today on Wednesday. Uh, it yeah. is 1 p.m. Pacific yep. time. And yep. you were planning on going with a, on, a, on a hike with your folks today. <laughs> That's right. And when you said that to me, I was quickly yeah. reminded of a truly oh funny memory oh, that know, we shared, you say. and I, I share. I know what you mean. Tell the story that I've telepathically sent to you remotely through our microphones. Does it, does it involve Dan Klein? It might. It might. Is this the Griffith Park excursion? Or is it this a was. different? It was, but well, I don't remember Dan Klein in it. But please tell any well, story my, that you are compelled well, to tell right now. Okay. Well, my parents and I were laughing about this yesterday. So this is maybe seven years ago. It was, as my mother remembered, the de- literally the day after our dear friend Dan Klein moved to Los Angeles. It was oh. like one or two days after he moved here. Maybe okay. this isn't the, maybe this isn't what you're referring to, Bill. Anyway, yes. um, but uh, my parents, Jeff and Susan, myself, you, Bill, and... And Dan, the ultimate team. Yes, that's uh, a lot of personality. A lot of personality. We went to Griffith Park. And then uh, the the gentleman, uh, so you, me, Dan, and my dad, Jeff, d- decided to just take, like, you know, hike up Griffith Park. Like, okay. walk the top. So this millions is, of people do. Yeah. This is trending in the direction of what I was thinking as well. I yes. didn't remember Dan Klein was a part of this story. Uh, he I got, and I had remembered until my mom told me yesterday that it was like his third day in Los Angeles. Great. So we were all at Griffith Park, and I think because my dad was there, I was de facto hike leader, which is causes all kinds of problems because I have a terrible sense of direction. Don't normally make good decisions generally, um, especially not sort of like uh, kind of like directionally and geographically sure. and leading a walk. Yes. Not my strength, but but. Anyone who doesn't live in Los Angeles might not know Griffith Park isn't like you're hiking through forestry. That's right. And you like stare at things. And you're like, I don't know. Is this the trail? Is this not the trail? It's there's pretty, paths. There's, oh, yeah. It's pretty wide open and there are paths, clearly marked paths. And well, people galore. Or, you can't really get lost. K- 
can't miss him. Well-worn walking paths, like Billy said, hundreds of people hiking at all times of the day. It's a, it's, it's a popular place. It's a walk. Um, it's a walk. Yeah, it's a walk more than a hike. Yeah. So, but for whatever reason, because I was leading the way, because well, I was not just you, with the camaraderie. Yeah. Don't fall on the sword. It wasn't just you. No, you're we right. All found ourselves where we found ourselves. That's right. And for whatever reason, we got off the beaten path, so far off, in fact, yes. that at a certain point, we found ourselves climbing up what was the foresty, uninhabited, free of people, it was devoid brush. of signs. It was brush. <laughs> Dry, it was crinkly. walking path. We were, we were, it, this was machete territory. This is yeah. why machete are born. Are invented. Exactly. Yes. It's to like cut through the brush. Yes. Up uphill. uphill. And, at, and none of us were really addressing how we were on the wrong path. We were just hiking anyway in good spirits. Quiet but at shame, one point, we were... <laughs> quiet shame, quiet collective shame, quiet hope that this is all going to work itself out. We all Correct. knew the truth of the moment, but no one wanted to acknowledge it. Dan was exactly. here for two days. Though? We've been Correct. here for like maybe a year. Your yeah, something like dad, that. So he has to kind of also have a sense of... This is Correct. going to work out. But That's folks, right. we were trending in dangerous territory. Go on. Dangerous. At, at one point, all of, all four of us were all on all fours climbing Why? up the hill. It was like <laughs> it just required – the hill was so steep. Like Billy said, it wasn't an established path. It was like you had to fight through the brush, climb – like hopefully grab onto a sturdy enough tree root yes. to pull yourself up to the next rock. And if you're it was like that kind of a listener, situation. If yeah. you're wondering, listener, why would you choose of all the choices in this wide open field to climb yeah. up a hill covered in brush? You yeah. four men, why? Because that was the best option on the board. It looked we like there was civilization up there. And <laughs> yes. we had gotten to a point where we all quietly acknowledged no one has any idea where we are or where, where we're, we're going. going. But and that we just looks like civilization up there. Exactly. And at the top of the Griffith Park hike is the observatory. That's like at the apex of the mountain. That's what's up there. That's what you are hiking to. That's like mm -hmm. the final destination of the hike. So it's like we that was our vague north star. It was like, well, if we could just keep ascending, eventually, I think, we'll reach the observatory, which is the end. Yes. So I guess we'll just keep climbing through this scratchy brush. And climbing on these all fours wasn't just like um, uncomfortable and like a little painful to have to like grab right. vines that you don't want to. Right. It was it was now bordering on dangerous. Yeah, it was dangerous. Because it was one dangerous. false step or one mishandle and you're falling down a hill. Tumbling. And folks, when you take your dad on a leisurely walk, you don't dad. want it to end with him and you and your friends falling down a steep hill. My poor old dad. Because it's funny because, like, you go to Griffith Park sometimes and, like, there are helicopters, like, on a lot of these hikes in L.A. It's like, oh, my God, lost hiker, stuck in the thing. And, like, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, man, how does that even happen? Like, there are all there these we were. clearly <laughs> – and then there literally we were. We then, were those idiot so, hikers. Yeah. Then we got to the top of this mountain and we're like, finally, salvation. And <laughs> yeah. what's at the top of the mountain but a fence? A big fence. Big fence. A fence yeah. that for the right people on the other side is saying, we don't want you to fall down this hill that no one should be touching <laughs> at any point ever. Correct. And we got up thinking we've made it. And now there was just this fence that we couldn't hop. And it was so funny because here we are on the brush dangerous side of the fence. Meanwhile, right over the fence are like yes. families who have taken the normal path up the yes. hill and are just walking. Belong? 
where they belonged, who were walking unbothered, not sweating, normal and fine, children. Mm -hmm. And I did feel in that moment, that's when the quiet shame became loud shame. And I was like, oh, um, here we are on literally the wrong side of the track. Um, (laughs) Like we are the dirty, scary, dangerous people (laughs) that people should jump if they saw us climbing up that mountain. They should jump in fear. No one belongs there. We're who you tell your children to stay away from. And we had, exactly, exactly. Yeah. We drove the van. We were those vans that people were yeah. <laughs> always not keep your kids away from. Exactly. And we had to walk on the other side of the fence with a cliff directly to the left of us. Yeah. For an extended period of time until we all decided we have to try and hop this fence. Me, so funny. you, Dan Klein, and Correct. your dad taking a Correct. leisurely walk and at times honestly fearing that we could die doing this. There was a tumble risk. There was a poison ivy, poison oak, poison plant risk. The, the risks cliff. abounded. The cliff. The, cliff, the cliff was the alpha risk. We one could have tumbled false, easily. One false move. Big time. Big time. And so I bring this up with you, Adam, because yes, Amir but. texted me maybe <laughs> yeah. a month ago, and he yeah. said, have you ever just gone on a walk with your dad, and suddenly you find yourselves climbing up a hill on all fours because you're lost? And he sent me a picture of him and his dad. Is this true, Bill? Yes, not at Griffith Park, but at some other walk that they got lost, and they were walking up to, like, the 10, like, the biggest highway <laughs> no, in no. Los Angeles. And I was like, as a matter of fact, yes, dude, I have. me and Lustig have. <laughs> Literally all fours with my literal dad. In yes. that, that's so yes. funny, dude. Oh so, my god. So last episode we talked about predictive text oh and we asked the listeners to type in um, yes. where is Giamatti? And to see if they would get the response um, with the word cumbum in it. And many right. have. I'm happy to report many have. That's a big relief. I'm going to request to the listeners this episode that if you have found yourselves Climbing on all fours with your dad, but in this case, we'll also accept moms because you got off the trail and you have yes. photo proof. Send it to nojokepod at gmail.com <laughs> yes. or hit us on the Discord, yada, yada, yada. Yes, please. Um, now, Bill, um, are you ready for this transition, Bill? I just want I'm you trying. to prepare yourself. I'm about to find out. So, Billy, Dan, uh, my dad and I are absolutely a fab four. But today, mm-hmm. on this episode... We are going to be talking about a different Fab Four. That was a big reach. That was a big <laughs> reach. I feel like if you pitch that in a writer's room, people would say, all right, that's a good place to start. It's a long walk to get there, a long walk to get there, but I see what you're doing. Yeah. Wow. You know, yeah. I already made the request about the crawling on all fours. Yeah. You said that we are the Fab Four. If there are any intrepid graphic designers, wouldn't be mad if yeah. you Photoshopped me Adam, yeah. Dan Klein, and Jeff Lustig's <laughs> heads on the original Fab Four. That's yeah. right, the Beatles. Would love the, to see the it. Beatles. Would maybe the Abbey Road it. cover. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe that famous one where it's like the photo from underneath. Um, sure. But the point is, Bill, you mm-hmm. recently, within the past, I don't know, what was that, last weekend, two weekends ago, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, went to see Paul McCartney in concert. That's pretty and cool. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. Sir yes. Paul. Sir Paul, man. Yes. So I'm at SoFi, which is where the yeah. Los Angeles Rams play in Inglewood, yeah. California. Like 60,000 yeah. people were there. Holy From crap. From what I read, it was his longest performance in years. It was really? two hours and wow. 40 minutes. 
And folks, the man is 79 years yeah, old. Yeah, that's an athletic – I mean, at any age, playing any concert for mm-hmm. any amount of time at any age is something of an athletic event, is something of like a marathon. But to be damn near 80 and to be performing for two and a half hours straight – and Billy, I saw you a couple days after the concert, and you said that there were points in the night when the band took a break, but Sir Paul didn't. He kept My going. man – my man had all the energy in the world. So that's what we're Jesus. going to talk about today. It's not yeah. just going to be about crawling on hills on all fours with your <laughs> with pants Dan. towards the right. highway for safety. <laughs> we're also going to talk about Sir Paul. So let's go into the first act break and then pick it up with uh, what I saw and any questions you have and any other things related to the Sir. Cool? Okay, perfect. Perfect. What do you want to do in the act break, Adam? He's a musician. We obviously can't play any of his music. Yeah, of course not, obviously. Um, we uh, probably but, uh, can sing a little, though. Um, we can probably yeah. sing a little. Would you like to yeah. sing a bar, or do you want me to sing a bar from your favorite fake Paul McCartney um, song? Why don't you take it away, Bill? You have the, you have his fake songs fresh in your brain from the concert, so I'll, so why don't you you kick this one off? Okay, this is a fake song okay. lyric by Paul McCartney. We'll be right back. Hi. And that's how I found her on the Meadowbrook Parkway in Long Island. <laughs> Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Today we're talking about Sir Paul McCartney, and that was uh, a forgotten lyric from one of his forgotten songs, uh, A Love Letter to Long Island, one of my favorites. That's right, A Love Letter to Long Island, in parentheses, Meadowbrook Parkway. Meadowbrook Parkway. Meadowbrook Parkway does sound exactly like a Beatles song, by the way. Thank you. It's true, Meadowbrook Parkway. (laughs) Yeah. For anyone who doesn't live on Long Island, um, the Meadowbrook Parkway obviously connects the Southern State Parkway to the Long Island Expressway and the Northern State Parkway, so that's obvious. Yes. Yes, and Paul, but that's something that Sir Paul would definitely know. As someone from, from Liverpool, England, he would absolutely right. know that. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Just swung out to the Coliseum Deli on Hempstead Turnpike, then got on the Meadowbrook Parkway after yes. saw Coliseum and was yes. inspired to write that tune. Yes. Adam, have um, you ever seen a Beatle in concert? I have seen Sir Paul McCartney. Oh. with. I saw him in concert with my brother at City Field, home of the Mets. Maybe and you've this told was, me this before. Maybe you've said this, this was, on the podcast, as a matter of I fact. I think maybe, maybe I have. I don't. I couldn't even tell you what it was. This was like last day, towards the end of my our days living in New York. So what, okay. 2010-ish, maybe, 9-ish, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. Um, but it totally ruled. It absolutely ruled. He finished with, I told you this for sure, he finished with Live and, uh, Live and Let Die, and there were pyrotechnics, fireworks. What more well, could you I ask? I've got me? news for you, Adam. He <laughs> held me. on to that trick. There was yeah, so buddy. much pyro during Live and Let Die. It was too much pyro. pyro. It was literally too much pyro. For a concert that had no pyro for the first two hours and 20 minutes. They saved it up for one song. It's literally, literally he saved up all of his money for one pyro blast. It's like, I think you can afford more pyro if you want. Spread it out, Paul. Spread it out. Do we need pyro at this point? Well, let me ask you this. As an audience member, did it did it impress? Were you wowed by the pyro specifically? Wow factor, guaranteed. Yeah. No pushback yeah. on the wow factor. Yeah. But it was just yeah, yeah. like it was fire. Like, yeah, doesn't fire. it just seem reckless at this point? The yeah, man exactly. is 79. There's a breeze. Do we need, keep, like, fire blasts? Keep him safe. He's a knight, for God's sake. He's been knighted by the queen. Protect mm-hmm. that man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for holograms, man. I need more hologram action yes. in this world. Yes. Give me oh, holographic yeah. fire. Yeah. Like, wasn't there... Um, 
like sorry this is getting a little like tangential but not really because like um wasn't there like a hologram queen tour wasn't like freddie Mer- wasn't like queen going on mm. tour with a hologram freddie mercury wasn't that the only a thing one that i was- remember is hologram tupac was there a oh, of course tour of hologram queen I don't know where I heard this, if this like floated into my consciousness in some way, but I thought that there was like, they were planning, there was like a planned tour Queen with, because for a while Queen was touring with like Adam Lambert as the lead singer or mm-hmm. something. It was, mm-hmm. which I thought was mm-hmm. like bizarre in and of itself just to like swap out Freddie Mercury for another. Oh, no. But then it was like, it was just like the voice weird. and spirit and like everything. Of yeah. It. It's like, yeah. Do you sing in his range? So I've yeah. got good news, Adam. I have Google capabilities. Don't know if oh, okay, you said that or shared that information. So I'm so impressed. Yeah. I have it on my iOS device. I also have it on my desktop. Unreal. I have it on my desktop, but I'm typing in Queen Hologram. We have predictive text. We have yes, yes. Queen Hologram Concert. Yeah. Queen Hologram that... Portrait. Queen yeah. Hologram Show. Queen Hologram Tour. Hologram of Queen Elizabeth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to click Queen Hologram Tour for now, and yeah. it looks like we've got a hologram. Oh, we do? Okay, great. Hold on. We are going to click this link real quick. Yeah. Just got to go through five seconds. We're just going to see what it looks like real quick. There is a glowing Freddie Mercury ghost style on my screen yeah, right go- now. Yeah, ghost style. It, he sings quite like Yep. It. Yep. But it's a hologram. Okay, so yeah. you know what it is? I'm pulling yeah. it out. I'm pulling Tell out. me. So what Tell it me. is is they took a previous um, Freddie Mercury performance that Clip was iconic. I think yeah. he plays a little like call and response. Um, okay. The crowd. Okay. Good. And they made that into a hologram. I'm okay, looking for a okay. sentient hologram. Yeah, we want a sentient that you can interact with. Yeah, that goes yeah. backstage after the show and like drinks a diet coke. Yeah, it has a diet coke or something. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, you know who is sort of like I have such a vivid memory of. I want to say this is like 1995. You'll remember this as well. And I don't know why, but like all of a sudden they were like re-releasing all the. Be- it was like when the Beatles anthology came out, yeah. and like all of a sudden there were these two, and the whole thing was. Like the headline was like, okay, two new Beatles songs. Yes, John and George are dead, but there are these two new songs. Everyone, everyone was like, how? What do you mean right. new songs? Mm-hmm. And it was like they had vocally altered, like essentially like proto audio hologrammed, like the you know the John Lennon. Wait, they voice made like they like created they like, had like their voice saved somehow and they could like modulate it so that they yeah sang? yeah exactly exactly it wasn't or it was like, like they had recorded style? a. No, well, I, I like again. I, I I can't exactly remember what the technology was, but it was like they had. It was those two songs, "Free as a Bird" and "Me Love," "Real Love." It's free, okay. and those are the two songs. It was like these are two new. We get new Beatles music in 1995, and it was either they have like recorded Tupac, scrap. Yeah, because Tupac put out more music because he had so much saved, whether it's saved just, up like, lyrics without beats and stuff, or like rhymes without beats. And so they put out more music when he was dead than when he was alive. It wasn't something where they had these songs kind of saved somewhere and they mastered. It may them. have been. It may have been. It may have been like a combination of, of mm-hmm. the two, where it's like they had like rough scratch tracks of these two songs from 1975, mm-hmm. and then they somehow like gussied up the, 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 the whatever. You'd think. Right? You'd think. You'd think. Like, you I'm can't. imagining. I'm imagining yeah. them having like John Lennon's voice saved yeah. somewhere, and then like yeah. putting it into a keyboard and making him sing "Let It Be." I imagine yeah. it sounds like "Let It Be, Let It Be, Answer, Answer, Let It Be," like enunciating and performing. It's like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Let um, it be. So, 
I asked you this after the concert. So what was the sort of ratio of in this two and a half hour concert, which is a lot. That's a long time. A lot of a lot of songs. Yeah, so what was the ratio to to Beatles tracks versus McCartney solo stuff? What was so the sort I of think breakdown? it was probably like fifty percent Beatles. Yeah, I think it was like fifty percent Beatles. He did some cool things where he also. Um, they like kind of built out this duet with him and John Lennon, um, where John Lennon was on this screen, and they sang cool. more John Lennon songs in a duet. And then he also sang a George Harrison song. Nice. Um, so he like he honored them, and then he also played the band songs. And then he had Wings. He has a band called Wings. Yes, yes, right, right. He has a band called Wings, and then um, some. He also did like for the Diehards a couple of songs, like almost pre-Beatles. Like if you know cool. this song, you're gonna get a real cool. treat out of it. But yes. he acknowledged um, that they know that everyone is here to hear Beatles songs because anytime that they start playing a uh, like wing song or like, a, yeah. like an OG, like hidden song, a B side yes. or something like that, all the phones go down. Like people like put down their phones. So to record it. Funny. Oh and then when my they, God. And then when they play a Beatles song, it's just phones, phones go up. coming up. We gotta He's record like, this. So I know. I thought this was quite this. funny. He's like, we know, like, we're not dumb. <laughs> we know you just want us to do Beatles songs. He's like, but I still got to play songs like this. And then he played exactly. like some mid-level song. Phones go down. <laughs> we're, it was we're, really funny though. Like everyone, like, hey, call it out. He was, he was really, I mean, we touched on how he was so physically sharp. I mean, yeah. about playing a guitar and having to remember all the words and just standing up for two hours and four Physical minutes. Physical stamina, crazy. That's that absolutely. Hurts. Like when we would absolutely. cater, we had to wear special shoes. Hurts, man. And, yeah. and we were 25, not 79. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah. he was so mentally sharp. Like it's yeah, really dude. nice. It's like just really it, fun to see him like just like mentally and physically sharp. Safe to I, say he's one of the most famous people alive. Like it's safe to say he's one of the maybe the most famous person? No. No. <gasps> no. No. You think okay. So? Is he well well let's Is say, he let's more it, famous now than he was when he was twenty? Is he more famous now? I would say I am gonna go ahead and say yeah. Because by the you're saying now, by, the, by masses, the masses, it's right. just a number like in terms of volume, because it's not just he has um, legacy, legacy. Uh, my, my parents passed down Paul McCartney to me. Right. I'll pass right. him down to my kid. It's like, you know what I mean? And it's fame just like, is his... different. I guess people aren't fainting when they see Paul McCartney now, whereas like teen, teeny poppers <laughs> and teenagers are like falling down when they would see him. But now he is more omnipresent and well known. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's still one of the only sort of like air, like sort of like um, vestiges of her adolescent life that she has hung on to. My mom was a Beatles fanatic, uh-huh. and uh, still has uh, all of her like Beatles trading cards. Like we no keep our way. basketball cards. Oh yeah, she kept all that shit. One of the only posters that hung up in my one of the posters that hung up in my house when I grew up was the poster from the Beatles Shea Stadium concert that my mom went to when she was fourteen. So it like it's a defining thing cool. of her life. Love Paul oh my McCartney. God. We love we Some love of those Paul. trading cards. Might be worth money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Has she um, ever? I, I, I imagine that she's gotten them minted and gone through that process and gotten them tested and all that kind of stuff. I wonder about that. I doubt. Knowing my mom, for sure not. No, for sure I, not. It hasn't I'm gone that seriously. Far. No way. I have yeah, no, way. no rookies, and I'm intimidated <laughs> by minting them. By minting them, which they're absolutely worth. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's also cool. just in terms of musicians, it's like what living musician is more known? It's just simply more known. I don't mm-hmm. even know who it would be. Like, I I'm think it's. Thinking. I, I think mean, it's do the Rolling Stones? Is it Mick Jagger? Yeah. I guess he's he up, up there? there. I guess he'd be the other one. Yeah. But Paul Mick McCartney Jagger. in the dynamic of the Beatles was like the cherubic, like, wrote, like, like 
like formatic, like perfect, like little songs, right? Like, yeah. And so is there something about him that's like, like so he goes down so smooth that it everyone goes down loves him so that much smooth. more. Right. And, you know, I didn't watch, and we talked about this too, I only watched like tiny bits and pieces of like the Beatle app, of, like the um, Beatles doc, whatever, mm-hmm. of like that like 14-hour Beatles documentary. But like Paul was like very, very much the brains of the operation, I mm. gather. Was like, mm-hmm. was like, you know, John was a little bit the moody genius. George was kind of like a, a bit of a shy wallflower. Ringo was sweet old Ringo. But like Paul was a little bit the musical genius. I mean, they were all geniuses okay. in their own way, but like Paul was do Paul was no, like every making... group needs that every yeah. group needs that yep yeah wu-tang had the rizza it was like yeah exactly one person that like you can all have crazy ideas and i will synthesize it into something palatable i kind of think paul was the rizza i kind of think that was the dynamic a little bit that's cool um yeah she's just yeah. the man <laughs> yeah it was incredible and one way we got there adam have you been on a party bus in the past 10 years Oh, Bill, I, I can't say that I have a party you, bus. I, I, this is where ice is in the armrests. Yeah. Ice I been one, maybe since prom. Yeah. Dude, this was prom. Literally, yeah. at one point, I was pouring tequila into people's cups, and it was splashing and slogging around, <laughs> right. and I wasn't measuring any of these cups. And I literally just looked up and said, I'm pouring drinks high school style. High school no. style. Big time. Yes. And then everyone started screaming, prom. Yeah, total prom. Yeah. Yep. Party so bus, we, dude, that's sweet. We took a party bus for Hell our yeah. friend Jack Dolgen's 40th birthday. Awesome. Amazing. He is a huge Paul McCartney fan. He is a songwriter. Yeah. Um, yes. An Emmy Award winning songwriter for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. Yep. And he calls Paul McCartney, and he called him this like through the invitation to the event, um, at the concert, like uh, discussing it after the concert, Macca. Yeah. Have you ever called him Macca? I don't even know what that means. McCartney. It's like the first four letters of McCartney, M-A-C-A. S- Never even or heard that before. Would never even think to call him that. Is that a known nickname or is that a Dolgen original? So I didn't want to show my Maca. hand. I didn't yeah. want to show my hand that I'm I, I'm kind of like Star Wars when it comes to the Beatles. Like I know You're this like, is what know. like yeah. Americans are supposed to know, but I don't know. <laughs> but I don't stuff know all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's calling him Maca. So I just joined in and I was saying Maca with my chest. I was just like, Macca concert, Macca. boys and girls. Macca! It's so funny. It's like, make America McCartney again. Do you want to hear a potentially dangerous joke because I don't know the sociopolitical effects of it? Let me hear it. Absolutely. Okay. Adam, where do Muslims want to go? Where, Bill? Mecca. Mecca. Okay. Where does Jack Dolgen want to go on his 40th birthday? Where? Mecca. Yeah, that works. I like it a lot. Okay. I like that a lot. I yeah, actually don't good. know the rules of Mecca, and I don't feel like I should be saying that word, but here we are. No, I, I said it now. I think we are. <laughs> said it multiple times, and now I'm still discussing it. Could have put it down. Could have put it down. I feel like Mecca is Jack's Mecca. Like, I think that it all makes sense. Go. Okay, great. Yeah, so now it all Adam makes has sense. said it too. Adam has I said, said it too, folks. Yeah, I've so said it. We're both rude. Complaints to both of us. We're both rude. Yep. Yes, but Mecca um, is Mecca for Jack Dolgen. Um, so this is maybe a very, very stupid question. No opening act, right? You no don't get an opening, opening act, act. But right. what I learned was, all right, so now we've already established, Macca did two hours and Macca. 40 minutes. That's a Epic. long concert. Serious. They called it a marathon. Yeah. I heard that he Mac-a-thon. also does a VIP sound check for certain, oh. like if you pay another, call it 500, 1,000. Wow. An hour early. And it's essentially like a 60-minute private concert while he I mean, that's cool. Checks. That's so awesome. So that would probably, 
count as an opening act. He opened for himself while the sun was still up. Um, That's cool. But when you do the math, he's pushing four hours. Four hours? My God. My God. Macca, dude. Take take a break, Macca. And as a matter of fact, so will we. Let's take a break. (laughs) Matter of fact, let's take a break. Um, Uh, Okay, I'll take a a swing at uh, at a McCartney lyric if if, if you don't mind. I've already sang the Meadowbrook Parkway song, so don't sing that. Okay, I'll I'll do a different one. Okay. Okay, we'll be right back. Splashing tequila on the party bus, it's Jack's 40th Macca. Splashing tequila on the party bus, it's Jack's 40th Macca. Welcome back to the No Joe Podcast. Today, Bill and I are talking about Sir Paul, another lesser-known McCartney track that was uh, um, that was really about Billy's experience going to the concert. So that's because the, 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 I, I put myself in the um, headspace of the listener because I was yeah. the listener, frankly, folks. Yeah, right, right, and right. And I wanted to hear what came next. It felt like yeah. that was the setup, and like the melody was about to drop in, and folks, <laughs> yeah. we got gypped. We you got, got old-fashioned gypped. <laughs> Yeah, that was like, yeah, exactly. That was the prologue to the song. Jack's 40th, like the, Macca. Macca. Damn, I want to know what comes next, but that's Macca. why you got to go to the show, folks. That's why you that's go why to the you full concert. That's why pay the price of admission. Or the soundtrack beforehand. It's a little bit like going to the SNL dress rehearsal. Mm. It's like when you go to the, it's like that's, wasn't that a I thing? Could you like buy tickets to the dress rehearsal? Wasn't no, that, so I that? can speak to this. I can speak Please to speak, this. On it. So speak on it. The dress rehearsal is a sick time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's. I think it's pretty universally known for anyone who's been to a dress rehearsal or has probably worked at SNL at this point. Yeah. But that is definitely more fun um, because yeah. a, they can flub lines and they curse and everyone's yes. just going through the motions of trying to make a little it bit work. looser. Yeah. It, looser. And also like five or seven of those sketches are not going to make it to air. So you get right. to watch everyone like die and enjoy it because the cameras yes. aren't rolling. But yes. if you're in New York City and you're like, how do I get to a Saturday Night Live show? You're not yes. going to get unless you have tickets months and months and months in advance or you know someone who works there, you're not going to get to go to the taping. But if you camp out, and I don't know if this is post-pandemic, these rules still apply, but if you camp out like a night before, a day before, you get to go to the dress rehearsal. And folks, it's a great old, great That's a great old time. That's a great tip. It's like, forget the Saturday night. So when is is the dress rehearsal Friday night or like like Saturday afternoon? No, I think it's at like 8 p.m. It goes from 8 to 10 then dinner from 10 to 10.40. Then everyone is learning what the sh- what's actually making it to the show. All the wow. departments are changing, throwing wow. things out, moving things cool. up, getting things timed out for the thing. For me, as the intern in the writing department, we were like going through the, to the writers, to the producers, and telling them what lines to slash to make it 90 minutes. I'm sure we've covered this, but... It is really fun. Like that's watching yeah. the sausage get made. So if yeah, you're right, exactly. to, if you're dying to go to an SNL show, dress rehearsal is the only one you're going to get to, and you kind of cool. need to get lucky and camp out. But it is super cool. duper worth it. Yeah, a lot of people um, left SNL. Did you see? A lot of people left SNL. I did. I did read that. Kate McKinnon and mm-hmm. Aidy Bryant and mm-hmm. Kyle Mooney and mm-hmm. Pete Davidson. Maybe even some more. Or I mean, I this is the, the big changing of the guard. Those are the big, big ones. Yep. Yeah. And they all rock, but I got heavy give, hitters, man. Yeah, yeah, heavy hitters for sure. I got to give a quick shout out to Beck, to Beck Bennett, to Beck Bennett, the best. Beck's, Beck's the homie. Beck's the yeah. homie, and he left a year early. He left a year yeah. before them, I should say. Yeah. And of course, congratulations. He had a child in that year. Oh, but also, mazel, mazel. It's yeah. it's a baller move to leave the party a little bit before your friends. Did it before it was cool. I left before mm-hmm. it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, that whole cast of people that uh, you, we just listed off, yeah. included, they all yeah. got SNL when you and I got sports talkers. 
Same. I, like, that's week. right. Yeah. Literally oh, is like that right? Same week. That's so mm-hmm. funny. So that's I a long time that. ago. That's a yeah, really that's, long time ago. Yeah, they sort of like they they did their they did their tours of service for yeah. sure. It yeah. is pretty cool, isn't it? Pretty cool. Like when we look back and it's like Chris Rock and Chris Farley and David Spade and Mike Myers and Phil Hartman and Sherry yes. O'Terry and Molly John, and we just go through like our childhood of like these yeah. the comedians that taught us yeah. how to be so funny. And those dudes are going to have their own generation of people that were Absolutely. like they were our cast we grew up with. Uh, absolutely. Rad. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite Saturday Night Live sketches um, from back in the day of our youth is um, Chris Farley interviewing Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, the love Sir you. Paul. Do you remember the, the question he says? The whole like gimmick of that sketch was he would ask bad questions and then get mad at himself and like pull his yes. hair. Yes, exactly. It's called the Chris Farley show. That's exactly and right. Yes. He I remember Paul two McCartney. questions, two clips, yeah. two questions I remember. <laughs> okay, he tell said, me them. Uh, you tell me them. He said, um, uh, do you remember uh, Beatlemania? <laughs> do you remember <laughs> Beatlemania? Oh, my God, he said, yes. That's a perfect one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you remember Beatlemania? And then the last question, I believe, is uh, at the end of Abbey Road, it says, um, the love you take is equal to the love you make. And Paul McCartney's like, yeah. And he goes, is that true? <laughs> yes, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's is that true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that line, um, yeah. the love you take, what is it? And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. That is the last line that he ended the concert on. Oh, that's nice. He's is a, that song called is, The End? And in the end. There you go. Um, yeah, I think it is, right? I think it is. Or, so yeah. he closed the concert, and I wouldn't know this offhand, but everyone was bugging out with the last three songs in a, in a row. Um, of Abbey Road. Cool. And like, cause they have like real peaks and valleys and maybe live and let die is one of them. I don't know, but live, it's like, that, that was all happening around the same time. If that wasn't. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but yeah, everyone was like so struck by that line. Like even when we yeah. were leaving, everyone was like, God damn, what a powerful line. And yeah. I was quietly like, I Chris did it, but I don't like what it, what is the love you take is the equal to the take. love you make mean to you, Adam? Cause oh, I don't understand man. the love you take. What does that mean? It's, the love you take. It's a good question. It's kind of sounds like we're with Chris Farley here. It's like, so what is that? Is that true, Paul? Um, I don't even, yeah. Like, but like everyone was so struck in the party bus and I was like, I guess I'm not going to go high school vibes and keep playing the tequila. Everyone's like thinking about things <laughs> right now. Is, now they're like, we're ruminating. Now we're reflecting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it doesn't mean much on the face, to be honest with you. It's more of a take is equal to the love that The love you, you take make. from others yeah, or the love equal- you have – I don't know. I was, I, I I was like, damn, I'm, I'm, not, I'm in no position to ask if other people call him Macca or if anyone else really understands, understands that, that line lyric. that people are hanging on. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's got the – it has the spirit – of yes. like you get what you you get out of life what you put into it a little bit of like you the like the more love that you put out into the world to your friends to your family to your spouse to your children like mm-hmm. that's love the, that like the more will come back to you maybe a little hmm. bit is what I'm, I love that sentiment I yeah love that sentiment but kind would of, you use the word take to describe it maybe not I feel like maybe it's not the love but, you give. The love you is give equal is equal to the love you receive. Receive might have been better <laughs> if we. <laughs> and in the end, can you sing that? I don't know the melody. And in the end, the love you give is equal to the love you receive. Amazing. Yeah, that... <laughs> 
<laughs> that's that, good. I, honestly, that's good, I think. No questions. That, <laughs> if nothing else, no questions. <laughs> like, it's crystal clear. It, it sort of linguistically makes literal sense. I know so how to give I, love, and I know how to receive love. Receive it, yeah. So, look. You're the look, Paul. You're the knight. You're the legend. You're the most mm. famous musician on earth. But like, yeah. if you're open to notes, then and you're like, not perfect. You're, you're not perfect. Not nobody perfect. is. Yeah, it's nobody not an is. Insult. No one is. No, of course not. Of course no. not. Of course. Um, not. But if we had a couple notes, it would say I would say dial back on the pyro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just dial it back. It's fine. Just maybe you don't need to use as much. Yes, um, we're already impressed. You're a living legend. You are human fireworks. Don't you don't feel the need to like gussy it up with real fireworks, or yep, if you do, yep. maybe just in moderation. Mm-hmm. And then, love you take equal to love you make. Look, we understand that like syllabically and like sonically that it's nice to sort of like take make monosyllable. It's a good rhyme, yes. but just consider it's just confusing. It's a little abstract. That's all. It's just a little abstract. Mm-hmm. And if you want it, maybe for the for a dumber audience, it can be the love you give is equal to the love you receive. And which I would like mean, to just put a coda on Yeah, that please. Note. It's not please. for a dumber audience. This is not oh, dumb. There's no, we're not dumb. Or I didn't mean it this like that. Yeah. Well, you well, it came out like that and oh, yeah, you're right. are offended. You're it's right. not dumb. We're just trying to clear up a slightly confu- confusing thing. Yeah, it's come back that some of us were confused by that line, and if you really yeah. want to be a showstopper, Paul, yeah, I think you might want to consider that line change. That's clarity, what. clarity, and look, clarity. we and we understand that art is abstract. We understand that art is not science. It doesn't have to make perfect sense. And like, yes, mm. take liberties, but like, we're just That's saying, a good consider. Note for me. That's a good absolutely, note for me. and for me too. But and I'm just saying, like, but just Sir Paul, just consider. The little lyrical tweak of the love you give is equal to the love you And also, art doesn't have to be abstract. Sometimes it could just just be very simple. Color in the lines. That you can do. That you can do. It doesn't have to be all sorts of fancy words. Leave that to John, the other beetle. The the artsy beetle. You're the logical, reasonable, responsible beetle. Keep it responsible. You're the responsible beetle. Be a responsible (laughs) beetle. You're the responsive beetle. Exactly. So if anyone knows Paul McCartney personally <laughs> or his email address, let's assume it's Sir Paul at Gmail or Paul McCartney yeah. at gmail.com. You have to tell assume, him to listen yeah. to the last four minutes. Let's call yeah. it minutes thirty-three to thirty-seven of yeah. this the No Joke podcast yeah. called Sir Paul, so that yeah. he can get that note and yeah. hopefully he can switch up that line uh, before he croaks. I would like to see <laughs> I would like to see that happen. That would be great. Okay. So yeah. anyone, whether it's Discord, email, however, Twitter, if you know him, let yes. him know our note and maybe also let us know that he now knows what so we can says. look out for that lyric change. Exactly. Cool. Perfect. All right. All right. Well, that's the Sir Paul episode. I think well, it's I'm obvious we got that to we the bottom of that to a personal message to Sir Paul. To Sir Paul himself with mm-hmm. just a little improvement. I mean, we the improve love a lot of things. Is equal. is equal to the love you receive. Perfect. Beautiful. Equally beautiful. Equally beautiful. So, and it, yeah. yeah, it fits perfectly. Who doesn't fits say receive? Receive. Oh, I received a package in the mail today. <laughs> Aunt Susan received a gift from me received yesterday. Received that. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yep. Yep. Perfect word and perfect episode, bud. Yeah, this is a perfect one. This is a perfect time we had. <laughs> yes, this was a perfect time you and I just had. Thank you, Sir yes. Paul. Thank you Thank for you, listening sir. to this, the No Joke Podcast. And for the yep. No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>